0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode nine of Newt News. I'm here again with Andrew and Gravy, and we're going to be breaking down the World Baseball Classic. We've got a really fun episode coming up. Also, we want to note that we've got Dan Guerrero coming on in two weeks. So that's going to be super exciting. We're going to be talking all things Cardinals prospects, covering the farm system, talking about tomorrow's talent. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So it's been a super exciting week, tons going on for the Cardinals. We're going to start with them, and then we're going to move to the WBC. So the biggest storyline coming out of cards camp is probably Jordan Walker. And we know everyone's covered him by now, but we wanted to weigh in and give you our two cents. So I guess the first question, we're just going to do yes or no, and then we'll go around for another round. Is Jordan Walker making the opening day roster?
1: I lean more towards yes, because we have that DH slot open. I know we have O'Neill Carlson and Nude in the outfield. Mm -hmm. And unless one of them goes down with injury, I feel like their spots are pretty safe for now. We've seen Newbar tear it up in the WBC. We'll cover that later. Um, Carlson has hit really well in camp. And O'Neill has such a high ceiling that even if he struggles in camp, I don't really think you can leave him off the starting lineup. But I think Walker will get some reps in the outfield. And he'll also see considerable time at DH. Um, I think Juan Yepes might get um, a little bit sidelined as a bench bat. Um, I don't think the Cardinals
2: value him as much as any of those three outfielders yeah i agree i think he will make the opening day roster i mean he's just simply tearing it up in spring training he's in terms of the cardinals he's leading in runs home runs ops um doubles hits and in terms of the entire mlb he's leading uh the league in slugging percentage so he's simply just unbelievable in in his short time in the spring training. And I think he deserves a spot on the roster.
0: For me, I know this is going to go against how most people see this. I'm leaning towards no. And I think if I was the one making the decision, I would probably leave him down, um, at least for the very beginning of the year. Like Andrew said, we've got a really solid outfield. It's not like this is a place of need on the team. So for some other teams where you necessarily don't have the outfield talent that the Cardinals have, or the depth, yeah, Jordan Walker would break through really fast. Um, Arizona, for example, Corbin Carroll is going to be on the opening day roster. It's a little different. He's already played in the big leagues a bit, but he's going to be there because they don't have what the Cardinals have in the outfield. But like Andrew said, the Cardinals have three all-star caliber players out there. Lars Nupar seems like someone that they're really committed to. Of the four options, he probably has the least pedigree, but he's really proven it at the big league level he mashed at AAA and mashed at the big league level for about 400 plate appearances now. So that's a pretty good sample size to say someone is decent. You know, Lars is going to go out there, he's going to give you great defense, and he's going to give you some power, some good plate discipline. Until that changes, I think his spot's pretty secure. O'Neal's got that super high ceiling. I mean, his 2021, he finished sixth in NL MVP voting. That's the type of ceiling that Jordan Walker might not even reach. Obviously we have big hopes for him. We think he's going to be an MVP someday. We love the guy, love his tools. But I mean, realistically, a lot of prospects don't even reach that. So oneill has got a spot, I think, until he proves that he can't do it. Obviously last year, there were some health concerns, but he's healthy now, he's ready to go. And I expect to see him round back into all-star form. Carlson has the highest pedigree of the three outfielders on the roster right now. And I think they're going to keep rolling with him. He can play center, which is a big thing uh, in his favor. And he's got loud tools. He's got awesome, awesome tools. I think Carlson needs a chance. I think we need to roll with him. He obviously wasn't healthy either last year. So I think that doesn't leave Jordan Walker with a spot in the starting three. Now, do you carry Jordan Walker as a depth outfielder? I say, absolutely not. I would much rather see Alec Burleson as a depth outfielder. I'd much rather see Walker not as one of those. Obviously the DH spot is also open, but I think between Contreras not catching every day, mixing and matching in the infield with Gorman, you're not going to have someone getting all of those reps. I'd much rather see Yepez take about 50% of those, Gorman, Donovan, Contreras split up the rest and let Walker get plate appearances every single day in AAA. So that's just my two cents. I don't want to see him come up and get rushed and then not get chances to play. Plus he's never even played at the AAA level and he's still in the middle of a position change. It's a lot. It's a lot to put a guy up.
2: Yeah, and I think in terms of last year when the Cardinals traded Harrison Bader, they proved that they yeah. have a lot of faith in Carlson, and they, they saw him as our future center fielder. They um, didn't trade for Juan Soto, so they, they have a lot of faith in Carlson, and I do too, and I think he can prove himself again this year and, and become like a, a big factor.
0: Yeah, I love that. I totally agree with that. The Cardinals have time and again chosen Carlson over other options. I think the Soto talks with Carlson gave people a bad taste in their mouth. I don't think that's exactly how it went either. I don't think the Cardinals said, oh, yeah, we will not acquire Juan Soto because we need to hold on to Carlson. It was probably a lot more complicated than that, but that's the story that leaked to the public. And so that gave people a really bad impression, a bad taste in their mouth regarding Carlson, which really not fair. I mean, go back and look at his rookie season. He had a great year. Uh, And I anticipate that he will take some big steps forward and be a really solid player this year. So I think it's fine. And I think the Cardinals are also going to be interested in getting that extra year of service time, even though there are safeguards in place to prevent that, I still think that your service time is worth it. And then um, as we look at spring training, someone who's been sharing the spotlight with Walker a lot is Mason Wynn. So I saw a poll the other day on uh, Cardinals Stats and Facts on Twitter. Great work over there. Um, but they asked whether Mason Wynn would make the opening day roster. Just a yes or no question. And over 70% of people thought he deserved a spot. I am of the same opinion with Wynn as I am with Walker. I think we have a really crowded infield picture. I think our offensively, this team is great. Defensively, up the middle, this team is strong. When is not on my opening day roster, nothing on him. He's had a great spring. He's really adjusted to big league pitching much faster than people anticipated. But again, for me, he's going to start in AAA. a. What do you guys think?
1: I think the infield situation is even, even more crowded with the, than the outfield situation. Cause you have, um, uh, up the middle, you have Edmund, Donovan, uh, Gorman, and maybe even DeYoung, if you want to throw him in there. Um, yeah, And that's that's four guys who the Cardinals are going to put there. And there, there's pretty much no way Mason Wynn will get called up unless like two of those guys go down. Like say Paul DeYoung is ineffective and then Tommy Edmond is hurt for like a majority of the season. That's like the only way I see Mason Wynn getting called up. And even then, I don't know if, if he'll get the shot because we, we could stick Donovan at short and then Gorman at second and then Mason Wynn is a bench bet. and. As we've seen, the Cardinals are not willing to call up their top prospects just for them to to be a platoon bat or ride the bench. So I don't think even then that would really happen.
0: Yeah, this situation reminds me of Herrera as well. I think there's a reason Herrera is not going to be on the major league roster right away. You don't want him to be a bench bat. You don't want him to ride the bench behind somebody else. You want him to get lots of reps so he can fully develop. You know The Cardinals don't want to undercook these guys and then take them out of the oven before they're ready. That is just not the Cardinal philosophy. And so I think that's exactly why you're going to see Wynn starting down. It's exactly why you're going to see Herrera starting down. It's exactly why you're not going to see some of these young pitchers at the MLB level right away. You know, we don't want to have guys not doing the role that they're meant to do. Let them develop fully in AAA. That's the way I see it. And I think it's a little different with Walker, obviously, um, because some people argue that he is ready. But there just might not be a place. So the WBC started this week, something we've all been really excited about for a long time. And I think MLB did a pretty good job marketing leading up. You know, lots of familiar faces in the, in the te- on the teams, um, being involved in the games. It's been great. Lots of MLB stars, from Shohei Otani to Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt. We've seen some of our favorite players killing it already. So, Andrew, we're going to talk about some Cardinal performances so far. Who has stuck out to you?
1: I mean, I have to go with Lars Nupar he's um tearing up Japan with his charisma and his play. He's played really well for them. I think he went two for four with a couple of walks in the game this morning, which I stayed up for um that was that was pretty fun uh He's got little kids in Little League in Japan grinding the pepper um like it's 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 amazing He's gotten our cardinal celebration to be like a worldwide phenomenon, which is really, really cool to see. When Shohei Otani's grinding the pepper, how how can you not?
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Lars has had a great classic so far. It's been a little bit better than his teammate Tommy Edmund, who has struggled thus far with Korea. But, you know, that's okay. Edmund's a super talented player, and I'm not worried about it. Small sample size, threw that ball away. Uh, We were talking about that earlier. But as Andrew pointed out before the show, uh you know an all-star caliber first baseman like Paul Goldschmidt probably makes that play anyway. So nothing to worry about. Edmund's gonna be all right. Gravy, has anyone stuck out to you in particular?
2: Yeah, I mean Lars Newbar has been simply incredible. I've been following his uh, Twitter buzz with everything going on. Mm. Uh, and he's just been um like as Katie put it, an international sensation. And I've personally really enjoyed watching him. Um and of course Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnada, they're both making um making the cases for MVP again, early on in, in the classic, um, Aronado had a grand slam, I think yesterday. Um, so yeah, things are looking good for, for our guys.
0: Yeah. thus far team USA has played in a couple exhibition games and there've been some really fun performances so far. So as Gravy mentioned, Nolan Aronado had a grand slam yesterday in their exhibition game against the angels, which team USA won nice bounce back after, uh, Pretty surprising loss, I guess, to a spring training Giants team. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome. Miles Michaelis started that first game. Didn't look his best, but got the job done, whatever. Um, and Team Say is going to be all right. Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt are super exciting in this lineup. And it's just an incredible lineup. I was looking at it yesterday, and there's probably the argument that you've got four like pretty serious future Hall of Famers on there. Between Arnato, Goldschmidt, Trout, and Betts um trout's probably the only lock lock but i would say all four of those guys have really good shot and then some of the younger guys as well moving down the lineup trey turner is on pace to make that case kyle tucker really young but on pace super exciting so it's a pretty incredible lineup that team usa has put together and then um, you know some of the teams have been playing exhibition games against other people as well so we had the cardinals yesterday face off against the nicaragua national squad And Ryan Helsley was definitely a bright spot in that game. He was unbelievable. Came in, you know, three strikeouts, then left. That was his day. Um, Just absolutely diced up those hitters. So it's been a really encouraging week for the Cardinals. So, Andrew, now that we've got Pools A and B going, full swing, what are some of your thoughts? What are some of the big takeaways? And what do people need to know?
1: I think Team Japan is as advertised. Um, We saw them beat Korea 13-4 to earlier this morning. They beat China by fewer runs i think it was 8-1 um uh, yeah. but korea has been really disappointing we expected them i think most people would have had them coming out of uh pool b but they start off oh and two uh with a really surprising loss to mm. australia and then of course the blowout to japan they're they're yeah. all they have to win the next two games to advance and they also it's not guaranteed because if another team goes two and two they have to beat them on run differential which is the tiebreaker mm. And their run differential sits at negative 10 right now. So they have to beat the Czech Republic and China by a significant amount. I think they'll beat both of those teams, but neither of those teams have any like real um, professional talent on them. The Czech Republic is uh, just a team of people with day jobs, which is really cool to see that they.
0: Eric Sogard.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, team China. They've looked a lot better than I thought they were going to be in the classic Um mostly because news came out before the classic started that team China had lost like 13 to zero to a Japanese amateur team so I thought team China was just done for from the start but they've actually looked pretty okay um they're 0-2 but um I think Korea should be able to handle them no problem it's just going to be a matter of whether or not they can score enough runs in both games uh to get that tiebreaker
0: assuming australia beats china now that china's lost to the czech republic they're probably the worst team in this year's classic but assuming australia beats china if they beat the czech republic that's an elimination for korea korea's gone and yeah. australia would be the surprise of the tournament moving on how likely do you think that is to happen
1: i think that's actually pretty likely um i know the announcers this morning were talking about this being a do or die game for korea and it did not go nearly as planned. They burned their ace in uh, Kwon Yun Kim, who we know very well mm. here. Uh, he
0: okay.
1: looked really strong through two innings, and then uh, it it all fell apart for him. Uh, gave up four earned runs in the third, mm. taking the loss there. So, I mean, it, it looks it looks pretty bleak for them. I think Australia would need to lose to they're they're probably going to lose to Japan. So I think we can we can write that down.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But they have to lose a game to either China or the Czech Republic. And I think Australia has a few proven major leaguers on that team. So it doesn't seem
0: all that likely that they will that they will lose. Yeah, after pulling the big upset, they've really put themselves in a great position where it's going to be tough to not succeed, honestly. Um, and it's just a bummer for Korea because there's some serious MLB talent on that team. Obviously, you have Tommy Edmond, who was awesome last year. But Kwon Yun Kim came stateside for a couple of years and was really, really good. He didn't go back because of an been He went back because he wanted to be closer to his family. Uh, that's something important that people need to know. And then, um, you know, the KBO former MVP who's going to get posted this offseason, hopefully. Super exciting. Big bat. Tons of power. Great tools. So, I mean, it's a little surprising to see Korea like this. Definitely a bummer. Not what people expected.
1: Yeah, I was this morning rooting for a mercy rule win, which I did not think was going to happen in this game. I thought it was going to be a lot closer, um, but I, I just yeah. wanted to go back to bed. I, I wanted the, J- Japan to just score one more run for me so I could, I could sleep a little earlier, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, Japan is incredible. That team just top to bottom. I think they're going to come out of that top half, and they're going to either face the U.S. or the Dominican. But, hey, as Australia showed us the other day against Korea, upsets can happen. Let's talk about the other pool a little bit as well. Gravy, have you been keeping up with any of those games? It's been really exciting.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been uh, up to date on the teams in the pools. But, yeah, I mean, I I can comment on the the Czech Republic game. That was incredible. Apparently, it was their first ever win in the World Baseball Classic. um, And they beat China in that game. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that was an incredible game to see. Um, But, yeah, I have not been watching a lot of the games since they are at – Pretty odd times yeah. at four in the morning, as Andrew said. But, um, I will yeah. not be staying up for any more games.
1: Uh, that, that's it. That's it for me. It was
0: very fun, but I, I can't do it. The timing is absolutely brutal. But, yeah, over on the other side, we've got the Netherlands, who are off to a really good start. They're 2-0 and right now, which is good for them. Um, and then at the bottom, Cuba was facing what was really an elimination game, uh, and they were able to beat Panama, which was really good for them. Uh, keeps their hopes alive. I think a lot of us saw Cuba as the second best team on that side. Would you guys agree? But right now it looks like Italy is the story of pool A uh, and has a chance to advance. Even with the loss, um, I believe they're one and one now. I don't know. That's probably the the quadrant or the pool with the least MLB talent out of all of them. The Netherlands has the big names because they're, you know, uh they have Curacao. So they've got Xander Bogarts and some of those big names from that area. But yeah, I think we're probably going to see the Netherlands move on. And uh, Andrew, who do you think is going to come out of Pool A? Obviously, the Netherlands have been off to a great start, uh, but some of those other teams, especially China Taipei and Italy, seem like they've got a really good shot.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty close matchup between those last few teams. I think Panama also won a game. Did they beat China Taipei?
0: They do have a win. I think everyone has at least one win now.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be a real coin toss to figure out who comes out of there. I'm not that familiar with those four teams in particular. I think the Netherlands will make it out. They have like Xander Bogarts and yeah, yeah. Um, those big names. Um, but I think Italy is a pretty pretty interesting story. It would be fun to see them make it out of that group. Um, Panama, I believe, has not had a very good World Baseball Classic history, even though they have the greatest closer of all time. Correct. Yeah. Um, so... That'll be an interesting story to watch. China Taipei has their own league. I think they're one of the top five leagues in the world. So they should have some pretty good talent um, on that squad as well. Um, Cuba's the wild card um, because they have really underperformed. I think they're one and two now. And they would have to score. They scored a lot against Panama, which is good for their tiebreaker status. But they would have to. um, I think they would only be able to advance to the next round on a tiebreaker.
0: Mm. So they've got to win out, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, Cuba is game. one of those. Cuba is one that I think a lot of people thought had more talent coming in than some of the other teams. The other teams just don't have a lot of depth. Like, Italy has a couple major leaguers, actually. You've got Vinny Pasquantino, the Italian nightmare, one of, one of my favorite players, already one of MLB's best young hitters. So he's really exciting. The Pasquatch. And then our boy Andre Polante, is on Italy, rooting for him. He had a great outing the other day, looked really, really good. Um, so hoping to see him pitch a little farther. It'd be really fun to see Italy make it out and see Pellante pitch in some big situations. He's probably their best pitcher right now. Um, but yeah, Cuba has the national series. So that's kind of their own league. Um, and it's produced some big time talent, including Jose Abreu uh, recently. And then Cuba's got some big White Sox names as well with Luis Robert and Juan Moncada. So you'd like to see Cuba. I mean, they, they've got a lot of talent. But, yeah, you're right. They have underperformed so far, fallen into a one-and-two record. They're really going to need to gut this one out.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, Italy, is, oh, sorry. Um, I think Italy is quite the dark horse of that group. Um, I mean, they do have Matt Harvey as their – I think their ace. Yes. Um, that's an inter- interesting name. Um, but I don't really see them making it out of pool a. Um, I think Netherlands is,
0: has the best shot out of those five teams. Absolutely. And then um, we've got Pool C and D going to get started this weekend, which is just super exciting. Um, so obviously, the Americans are going to be in Pool C. And our biggest competition is probably Venezuela. Andrew, do you think the Americans are going to make it out pretty easily?
1: Venezuela is in Pool D, I think. Mexico, I, I would say, is our biggest competition. Right. Um, I don't see any way the U.S. doesn't make it out of the group stage. Um, they got Great Britain on on saturday i believe they have one major leaguer in, uh is it trace thompson trace thompson yeah, yeah yeah um so that'll be that'll be fun uh we'll get to see Weno and see if his velo is back up hopefully it is but if not he'll probably still mow through the the british uh hitters anyway um so we saw the the lineup show some of its uh weaknesses against the giants which is a little bit unfortunate but I think that was just a a one-time anomaly and against uh, some poor British minor leaguer, it
0: should have no problem. Yeah. I misspoke earlier. That was my bad. It's actually Colombia that's in uh, pool C with the U S Venezuela is in pool D. So to go over those real quick, the U S is going to be in a pool with Canada, Colombia, Great Britain, and Mexico. So I think it's pretty safe to say the U S is going to get out of there, either Canada or Mexico. Seems to me like the best bet to move on. Canada's got some real major league talent between Freeman and O'Neill. Mexico has some major league pitching, which is pretty exciting. They got a decent rotation actually down there, I think. Isn't Taiwan Walker on that team or is he not?
2: Uh, Yeah, I believe he is. And uh, of course, Giovanni Gallegos is there. Mm -hmm. Um, Leo Urias is their ace, I believe.
0: That's it. Yeah, they've got some real pitching talent. And then in Pool D, you've got maybe the tournament favorite, the Dominican Republic. I mean, they are just so strong, top to bottom. They can pitch, they can close out games. They got an offense, and they're going to be in a pool with Israel, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela.
1: I feel so, I mean, bad for for Israel and Nicaragua because <laughs> Pool D has been been called the pool of death because you got yeah. the DR, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. All three of them, I think, are in the top eight to win the classic in betting on pretty easily and one of them is not going to make it out of the group stage which is pretty shocking if one of those teams was in pool a they would make it
0: I think you can pretty confidently say that yeah I think that the Dominican Republic is a safe bet to move on Sandy Alcantara is going to be the ace of that team he's just unbelievable we've talked about him on the show before and I mean that team is just so deep that team is unbelievable the they probably have the second best offense and the best pitching staff um you know just behind the u.s offensively you're not going to beat goldie Arnado, trout that's that's unmatched but the dominican pitching could make up for it it puts them in a a tier of three elite teams i would say with the u.s and japan
1: i think those are the, the heavy favorites that you have to look for but the thing that i'm i'm afraid of is the seating so the way it works is pool A and pool B will match up and then pool C and pool D will match up. And the first seed of the of the one of the pools will play the second seed of the other pool. So yes, if the U S regardless of where the U S finishes one or two, um, they will play one of those two in pool C. And while the DR is very intimidating, I think I am most afraid of Puerto Rico because your game one starter, I believe the way the schedule works is your game one starter is scheduled to pitch the quarterfinal as well. Um, Shohei Otani Mm. for Japan is pitching pitched against China and he's slated to pitch the quarterfinal. So if we match up against Puerto Rico with Adam Wainwright, it could get ugly real quick um, because as we know, their manager Yadier Molina will that, that hitter's meeting will just be like, uh, yeah, I know what pitch is coming,
0: and I can tell you. So Yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think the U.S. may also try to mix the rotation up a little bit because, I mean, they carry more than five pitchers. Also, it's nice the impact of starters is minimized in this classic because you're not going to have anybody going five innings. So even if Bueno's there, he might only go one or two innings. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how he does against Great Brain tomorrow, though. Hoping to see the velocity tick up to 87 or 88. Please, please give us that. Yeah. Yeah, all things considered, it's going to be a super exciting classic. We can't wait to watch the next round of games. Um, You know, you guys give me uh, just one word. One word, nothing else. No analysis yet. Give me the winner of this classic.
2: I got to say Team USA.
0: Team USA. What do you think, Andrew?
1: i'm going with team japan i stayed up for them so
0: all right i'll take the usa no one took the dominican i'll take the usa i gotta believe i think
1: it's gonna be be i don't know how the u.s i don't i don't know how the u.s wins with the rotation of like wainwright Michaelis, merrill kelly and like lance lynn i just don't i don't see it team japan has three legitimate aces otani of course you darvish didn't look great yesterday but we know what he can do and the young kid Roki Sasaki, who can throw like 103, he he'll be coming to MLB real soon, and I'll be really excited to see what he can do in MLB. Um, He's amazing. But yeah, the the Japanese hitters they they feasted on on Kwon Yun Kim, who I think would have, if he was American, would have probably made the team. Um, they scored a lot of runs off of him, so I'm I'm a little bit scared of the u.s pitching and that's not even taking into account uh munitaka murakami the japanese league mvp who hit like 55 home runs last year he looks completely lost at the plate right now he's going through a major slump and if he figures it out he'll be really dangerous
0: Mm. yeah Yeah, i don't know i just think that american lineup is too deep and too strong
1: they got they got
2: shut down by anthony Scalafani. i I don't know (laughs) Yeah, if I had to pick a runner-up, though, I mean, the Dominican Republic lineup is just ridiculous. They have Rafael Devers, uh, Wander Franco, Machado. I mean, it's just absurd. And I think that they'll definitely make it pretty far in this, in this classic tournament.
0: They, like, Japan has a huge advantage being on the other side of the bracket because the U.S. and the Dominican are on a crash course for one another. And so taking Japan is definitely the safe play here because they're not going to have to face one of those teams until the final Whereas the U.S. will have to meet both those teams to win in all likelihood. And the Dominican is going to face the same uphill battle. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a real shame way this bracket worked out. Because I think you do have the two arguably strongest teams on one side with Japan on the other side. And then after that, you've still got Venezuela, Puerto Rico. You've got some of these strongest teams all in the same spot. It's going to be an absolute gauntlet to then reach Japan in the finals. So, yeah, I think Japan's route to the finals is going to be pretty easy in comparison, to be honest. But we'll just have to see.
1: I think we have a pretty clear consensus on who makes it out of A, B, and C, but who is making it out of D?
0: I'm leaning towards Dominican and Venezuela. I think Venezuela is a little stronger than Puerto Rico. And I'm, you know, I, I would love to see Puerto Rico move on because Yadi's our guy. Um, but I think Venezuela is really strong, even without Contreras back there catching for them, which, you know, probably yeah, a big blow We'd love to have his bat
1: yeah i have to agree with that um i think puerto rico just looks a slight slight bit weaker than venezuela but of course it's baseball anything can happen
0: in four games so absolutely we'll have to see for sure and then one final tidbit about the world baseball classic mlb released the complete roster so not just mlb guys but organization-wide uh how many are on each team and, and the cardinals led the way they had 20 players selected to initial rosters, which is super exciting. Uh, they had two actually drop off the roster, including Ivan Herrera, who was the more high profile of the two names um, for, you know, whatever reasons to stay back in camp. And the U.S. had uh, a manager in Yadier Molina, who's not really a Cardinal anymore, but come on, he's a Cardinal. And then um, they also had Contreras deny an invitation. So, I mean, the Cardinals had like 22, 23 guys with chance to play in the Classic. So that led the way. Nobody else had more than 16. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. That's that depth we've been talking about, though. And that's why I think the Cardinals are really going to excel. I think the World Baseball Classic, is a great chance to watch that depth on display. And I think it's going to show. Cardinals have tons of talent all throughout the organization. It's going to be a great year and a great classic.
1: Yeah, all seven of the Cardinal All-Stars, they're all playing in the World Baseball Classic this year, aren't they?
0: who knows if anyone can do it in baseball if there's any team that could have that many all stars i think it's the cardinals i don't think a lot of teams have that same amount of depth thanks again everybody for tuning into this episode the special world baseball classic episode of the newt news podcast episode nine it's been great it's been a ton of fun we wanted to remind you guys that coming up we're going to have dan guerrero on the podcast like we said earlier big prospect guy knows all about the card system it's going to be super fun to talk to him And then please go back and watch some of our earlier episodes as well. We just had a great conversation with Katie Wu of the athletic, uh, you know, Missouri sports writer of the year. So that that was super exciting. Please go back and check that out. And before that, we had a great talk with Jeff Jones, talked all about spring training, all about the season. Uh, And remember, we'd love to answer your questions. So please leave them below in the comments, Uh, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube or TikTok, whatever. We would love to bring those comments and questions to Dan Guerrero for our conversation coming up. All right, leave us a like, subscribe, do everything you can for us. And also we wanted to note that listener support is now enabled on Anchor and Spotify. So if you guys love what you see, please check it out. It helps us us keep the show going. So thank you so much, everybody. Hope you have a great day.